grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. Quick uh, rundown of the show. If you've never joined us before, if you're new to the show, I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. I was always drunk, high, or getting in trouble, or some combination of all three. Now I am sober, but still love the crazy conversations that come with being a drinking buddy and reliving the stories of party days. Most of the times, I will be joined by a guest, and today is no different. I'm joined by a very funny comedian based now out of Jacksonville, Florida, but from California, Dan Venti. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm from New York, actually. Originally? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. So I don't like to say I'm from California. It's offensive. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Joining us from New York, now out of Jacksonville. (laughs) Well, yeah, so I fulfilled my destiny as a New Yorker by moving to Florida. You got to... I also say, I've, my girlfriend always tells me, she's from here, and I say Florida, and it's uh, Florida. 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 I say Florida. Yeah, you like say a it like a New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to let that go, because you know what? I try to say Florida, and I I'm, I'm, I sound it out, and I'm like, flora, you know, like flower, and like it's fauna, great. Yeah. Makes, it makes sense, but I can't say it. It just comes out. Sorry. <laughs> so what... um. You're originally from New York, uh-huh. and then you moved out to California. Yeah, I moved out after college, so I wanted to either live in New York City or... I grew up in Long Island. Oh, I was so going to ask. Okay. Um, Babylon, and uh, I wanted to either live in this in New York City, live in the city, or move out to California. Okay, and, and that was just because, or...? Uh, just, I, I went to college in North Carolina, so it was What like, college did you go to? Elon University. Hey, I know Elon. You know? Yeah, I got recruited by Elon. Oh, okay. To play yeah. football? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. The football team was terrible, so you probably yeah. made a good choice. <laughs> but um, so you went to Elon, and then after you graduated, you were like, I'm going to a big city? Yeah, because I was still like a New Yorker at heart. Yeah. So North Carolina was fun, and it was like a real like um, college experience. Yeah. You know, it was a real, real great college experience, but... I was like, I I was like, the South is too slow for me at this point. I wanted big city and I wanted to pursue comedy. Okay. So you were doing comedy coming out of like in college and stuff. I wasn't doing standup yet, but I was, I was, went to school for production. So I was making comedy sketches and okay. videos. And so you were tied in like that showbiz entertainment kind of world. Yeah. Yeah. And I interned for Conan O'Brien in okay. college. And Shouts out to Conan. Conan. Uh, but he's a big I, fan, big fan. I started making videos in high school and then I just went to college for production to learn how to edit and do all the stuff. Yeah. And then, um, Oh, so is that what, is that what you do now? Like in no. your regular job? No, I work I'm a financial uh, advisor. Oh, wow. But you really I, took a I turn just, on that one. Yeah. Huh? I, yeah. Different in a, in a, for a private university. So I work in higher education. Okay. Um, but I, uh, what So I used to do freelance uh production stuff for okay. a while in California to make money to get by. Yeah, absolutely. So you go from North Carolina to California. Yeah, you were in uh, San Diego, right? San Francisco. No, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. I yeah. knew it was. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, San Diego. 
Okay. Um, and then is that when you started pursuing stand up comedy when you moved out? Yeah. There? So I wanted to do I wanted to do comedy, and I was like, um, I don't know how to get into this or whatever you know yeah. like and i went to the comedy they have a comedy store there okay and i went and saw a show and i was like this is this is cool i wish i could do this but i don't know how to get into it and then i had a roommate at the time and he um moved he was like i'm gonna move he was a friend from new york yeah and he was like i don't like california i'm gonna move back to new york so he left and i was looking for a roommate and a guy who I interviewed for the room, you know, it was like Craigslist yeah, kind yeah. of deal. Uh, he was like, I do stand up comedy. So I was like, you got the You're room. You're perfect. You know, I, don't I was care like, if you can't pay for yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care. Criminal, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Just get in here. So he sh- introduced me to a lot of local comics and that's how I got into it. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's how you met uh, Taylor, right? Yeah. I know we talked about that um, outside of one of the shows one time. Yeah. That's so depressing. Close personal friend with Taylor Tomlinson. <laughs> no, I was genuinely like, you would like her because Morgan's cadence reminds me of Taylor's. Uh, and so I was like, uh, but I also, I was like, she's just a good, Taylor's a good comic. Yeah. But yeah, she she was a San Diego comic for a while. And uh, so I knew her, I've known her for a while. Okay. But it's weird to, it's weird that like people, if someone gets famous or you know, yeah, oh, it's yeah. weird that people are like, "Oh my God, they're famous!" But if you if you know them, like you just you're like, "Oh, it's like that person." Yeah, well, and that's that. I mean, that happens sometimes to me because you know, just playing football and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. have friends that are now playing the league, and some of them that still do. Um, and it's just weird because it's like, no, that's just that's just my yeah, buddy. that's just a, like a person to yeah. you. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, that's so. That's but, how I felt at Conan. I, you know, I would I was at Conan for um um I don't know two months, and yeah. um I would meet uh, four days a week, and I would meet uh, two celebrities and a, a guest comedian or a band. So think of that, like four days a week, you'd meet two major yeah. like A list celebrities on like late shows. And after two weeks, you're like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just, it's, show business fucking is, it's so it's, weird. It's wacky. So, you know, but I, it's funny to hear someone fawn over someone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, you're like, um, but it, you know, fawn away. Taylor's yeah. great. We talked about it with Trevor about when I met Tom Segura. Yeah. And he was super sweet, nicest guy in the world, which was the worst thing that could have happened. Because now I think we're buddies. Cause yeah, I, yeah. And I, I told the story before, but, you know, I listened to his podcast forever, him and Christina, and I've watched all his stuff. I've, you know, every even since Thrilled, like I bought that album when it first came out, his first album. So I think we're friends now because he acknowledged me. Uh-huh. And that's fucking terrible, especially when I was drinking, because then I get wasted and just like DM him. <laughs> At like two in the morning. Oh my god! That's and be like, "Hey man, what's up? I see you're coming through town." That's a, that's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> that's but it's weird. That's to hear, no good. Yeah, it's weird to hear you talk about like the Taylor situation where you're like, "No, she's just like I we you know I we used to do comedy in the same area, and she's I consider her a friend, and she's really cool, and she's a nice person." And I'm like, yeah, you know, I met Tom Skur a couple times. Like, you know, we're kind of all right, you know. So you're a big Tom Segura. You Huge. like that? Pod- Do you know uh, uh, Brian Simpson? Yeah, he's a he's a friend of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Brian. He's a cousin Brian. No, no, Brian Simpson. He's this comedian. Oh, okay, okay. He's okay. been on the podcast a couple of times yes, with them. Yes, the, I don't know. If yes, ever... I know exactly who you're talking about. Black dude, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. He so he was a San Diego comic. San Diego okay. had like for a uh, couple of years in 
you know, the early like 2010 to 2015, like um, we had a really strong comedy scene and a lot of people moved to LA and a lot of people are in either LA or cities around okay. uh, the country, but a lot of like really good comics came out of there. Um, and Brian was one of them. Yeah. He's, and Taylor and a bunch of other ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what brought you to Jacksonville? If you don't mind my asking. So I, uh, like, I wanted to either I got to the point where I needed to like either um, move to L.A. or New York or to like further pursue comedy or settle down. And I was in a serious relationship. Okay, And I was sort of burned out from I did comedy for like not whatever. It was like nine years at that point. And I was kind of you were over there for a a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and they're like, yeah, I gave it the old college try. You know, I moved to L.A. Six months later, I came back. I'm like, that's not. That's not oh, no, kinda. no, no, no. I was like deep in it. Like I it was like my whole life, you okay. know. Um, and then I eventually uh, decided, like, I wanted to settle down. And so we moved to North Carolina. OK. Um, for two years and then to Jacksonville after that. My girlfriend's originally from Jackson. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Okay, so, um, so I sort of like I came, I I had kind of came to the crossroads of life where I had to choose like, cut pursue comedy. Yeah, or like be have a happy life, and like I had, I, I had and have a happy life, and I Aww, I know I know it's very, so gay, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, but I chose that. I like chose that yeah. over like personal. It's like I've learned it's really like comedy is like a really f- it's very exciting. It's a fickle bitch. But it is it does not um, bring about true happiness and true happiness is not very exciting. A lot of times it's like a very contentment. Yeah. It, well, content. it's like a building like um, I don't know. Without going into it, but comedy is like comedy is really exciting and it's yeah. like tempting, you know. But um, so I chose that route. So I ended up in Jacksonville. That's awesome. And so I have like a good. Uh, I'm kind of like, like I I kind of like dab. I I was like I don't even know if I want to do stand up anymore. I'm just gonna. Well, because you've come to, I've only seen you perform a couple times. Like that first time I met you, mm-hmm. and um. I was just kind of like, oh, is this another guy like starting out, like trying stand up during the pandemic? Because mm. I had never met you before. And yeah. I've been in the Jacksonville scene for seven years now. Yeah. On and off. And then you got up there and just crushed. And I was like, oh, no, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun here, man. I love it. I love, you know, I love this. So this is perfect for you because it's got, you've got your girlfriend and you've got the, the happy life. But then you also, there's enough of a scene to where you could jump on a show if you're like, oh, I want to go out and try this bit or mm-hmm. this this happened to me. And it's I actually really enjoy this conversation. I didn't expect us to go here. But this is something that I've talked about with like Brian and Crespo and stuff is that our brains are wired. I'll just speak for myself. My brain is wired to where like that unpleasantness that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's something that like I'm just hardwired for. Like as the Joker would say, I'm an agent of chaos. Like I like that lifestyle so i can't imagine like working just a steady job and being in like a good relationship yeah and like just living that life like because to me if i'm not going on stage i'm going insane like i'm going crazy oh okay. so it's very interesting to hear you say that because 
I've talked to my uh, twin sister about it. She wants to come on the podcast, and we've had this discussion about like, you know, you just go, you go to work, and you come home, and you're okay with that. Like, I don't in my brain that doesn't compute because of everything that's kind of happened. I used to have that mentality, yeah, and I used to actually like be mad at people who I would and or that's exactly yeah. I would be mad at them and I would also sort of look down on them like oh like you don't want to pursue something outside of just work oh my god and, man um, I'm all the time like and that. Uh, it's funny it's a funny way to be but I and I also on, on the other side of that um I observed myself like my I'm definitely funniest or I was my funniest when I was at my like lowest point in life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I definitely think like comedy comes from conflict and struggle and yeah. that brings about like true like true comedy. Uh when I first started out, like very for like within months of starting out, one of my uh one comic who was like very like uh helped me along, you know, way he was like a veteran comic when I was starting out, he said, um a good job and a good woman will kill your comedy career. So avoid both of those. Oh, really? And I laughed and I, and I actually like actively avoided like serious relationships. Oh, wow. And I had, I had like okay jobs but never like really pursued careers like really hard. I just kind of worked and got along. Yeah. And, um, I just pursued comedy like really, really hard and I got to do tons of cool stuff. Yeah. But, um, I also got to see, like, I learned so much about uh, it, and I kind of, like, just made a choice for myself. Yeah. But I totally understand your, that mentality, and that, but the, for me personally, like, I love, I love and enjoy doing stand-up, but if I'm, if I don't go on stage, like, it doesn't bother me at all. See, and that's, I don't I'm, care. I'm very, I, <laughs> I love care. having people on who have different ideas, because it's yeah. what makes the world go round. So, like. When we had Baker on, I was like, don't you get so pissed off when people come up to the like open mics and we're we're trying new material and we're really working our asses off. And then they get up there like drunk out of their mind. They're like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> and we're like, get the fuck off the stage. Yeah. yeah. And Baker said, no, it's like karaoke. Like some people take it super serious and some people are just there having a good time. Yeah. And again, I was like, oh, I've never thought of it like that, because when I came back, I'm the most fucking turn my nose up at people like kind of what's the word I'm looking I'm the most pretentious. pretentious yes thank you I'm the most pretentious person in the world when it comes to comedy now like and it's it's shitty because it's like well no like some people just want to have fun but I'm in the stage that you were talking about where it's like no this is life like my GM and I were joking the other day he's like I really wish you were here more like you're always taking off these random days to go do shows and stuff like you're very good at this. Like we'd love to have you here like five days a week and I could make a shit ton of money doing that. Yeah. But again, it's like, well, no, like it's only comedy. So it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's interesting that you found like you, after a while, you're just kind of like, nah, yeah. Like I'd much rather be comfortable and happy and in a good place mentally. I mean, yeah. And I, I know people and my younger self would hate me for saying that. And, uh, and <laughs> that's what we're all about. here. But I, but I also like, I don't care, you know, like, yeah. I, I feel like I've grown as a person and, um, you know, even when I was doing it, like, uh, you know, I would do comedy six days a week, yeah. you know, um, for years and years and years and shows nonstop like weekend. But even as I was getting booked every weekend and doing shows, like I would be sitting in a green room, um, you know, like waiting for the headliner to finish and, 
you open for cool people and you get to meet like all these i got to meet so many comics that yeah. i looked up to and 95 percent of them were miserable yeah and it blew it was like it was eye-opening um and the ones who are happy, no one's ever heard of. Oh, really? <laughs> and, yeah. So, well, that's... And it, I, but I was like, you know, I don't know. It's just, you got to make your choice. Because I, you know, I know people who, um, you know, that like recognition and attention, like if you, you like social media, you know, some yeah. people are like really into social media. I despise it. Like I, I would like go with, I would be without it if I... It's like my only way to connect or stay connected with a few people, some people that are like distant. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, but I really despise it. Like I, I, I don't like it at all. Um, I like it as a business model. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, terrible. It's, it's, I think it's awful. And some people like really are heavy into it and um, they get like, you'll get like a handful of followers or whatever and people get a lot of likes and you're like this feels great but like at the end of the day unless you're actually like making money off that it's like a it's a huge consumer of time and effort yeah and what are you actually accomplishing you are making ad revenue for facebook yeah for you're you're developing free content uh often for um ad revenue i think about that all the time too where when celebrities will like put a call out on twitter like hey i'm looking for a new design for this like send me your things mm-hmm. and then they just use it it's like yeah you just get you're just gonna give them that for free yeah like you're just gonna do that on the off chance they mention you and yeah you, you get a few more followers and a few more likes and it's like it's insane but i do it all the time i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah of course yeah every creator and every person i know who's anyone who has a modicum of success in comedy that i know i have a handful of friends who are like decently successful like organically grown careers yeah um uh they have to be on social media a lot yeah uh, uh, and it's and um you know god bless them but i just like well it's even, i don't, can't do it it's I not even with it. the it's not even a hundred percent social media it's just content in general mm-hmm. yeah so like last night it's i got home uh i got off of work early we were slow so they let me go early i went to do that show at the aroma cigar bar it was the first time they ever had open my comedy we'll talk i mean it was fun i had a blast but yeah. some of the other comics not so much but i had a great time <laughs> but um god so, cigar bar open yeah, mics i've been, was, been to a few of yeah i'm excited <laughs> to hear about it yeah um but then uh then afterwards, I get home. My girlfriend's not feeling well, Savannah, and I was just kind of like, you know, hey, is there anything I can get you? No? Okay, I'm going to work now. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like one in the morning. Well, I have to edit the podcast, the one that, you know, we released Wednesday at 3 a.m. I have to edit that, make sure every, the sound quality is good. Then I have to cut the clip together. I've got to find pictures and, you know, edit the, the pictures to edit to the clip. And, you know, all that fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I look at the clock. It's three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, God, I got editing. home at like 12, 1230. And I normally will listen to the pot after I finish, do the final edit. I'll listen all the way through to make sure it's good. But last night I was like, I, I got to get this up. So I, I, I had already heard it twice to get the clip and everything. So I posted it. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like if this was my only job, like a lot of comedians have become successful with podcasting. Comedians mm-hmm. I've never heard of make plenty of money just off of podcasting. Yeah. I was like, well, if that was my only thing, that'd be cool. 
But like we're still doing shows and like I still have a regular job and it's like this is exhausting. Yeah. No wonder you can't have a good relationship or a stable job because you have to devote so much of this time to all this other shit. Yeah. And it's oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I love it. It's fun, but it, it can be it can be heavy sometimes. It's a lot, man. It's a and you know, it's also a um it's a race that never stops. Yep. And if you feel like you need a break, you could take a break, but everyone's just going to keep running. Yeah. And it's like if you stop to... for long enough, they'll forget about you. Yeah. And no matter what you do. So it's like it's a really it's like a really powerful illusion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you it's you know, it's powerful enough that people will, you know, pursue it. Just keep chasing it. And, um, you know. And it is fun. Like comedy is is really fun. Most of the, f- I think the most fun is just meeting other comics and hanging out. Like hang, just hanging out, either in green rooms or just after you know outside yeah. of wherever you're performing, and then just either making fun of each other or fucking running bits, whatever. Yeah, that's that's most of the fun, and that's a lot of the early years. That's of almost it. all of the fun. Yeah, and then. Once you start getting booked and you start doing shows more and more, you uh, usually book shows are usually less people, and then you're traveling around and stuff. So you get to see the people you either perform with or whatever, or a local opener or whatever it is. But largely, it gets more and more lonely. So yeah, uh, well, it's weird. <laughs> it's it reminding me of something my coach used to always say, which is, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And that's just kind of like that yeah. mentality of, if I'm not doing this all the time, mm-hmm. then other people are going to pass me, and then I'm fucked. Yeah, like yeah. there is no middle ground. It's zero sum. Like you're either better or you're worse. That's but it. that's and it's also like it's so heavy to think like that. So you really just kind of focus on yourself and like yeah, just improving yourself. Try to get better. Try yeah. to perform and write and all that. But um. I don't know. I think it's also you got to figure out what your end goal is, because if you, you know, like if you just want to perform and, you know, get out of it what you can or like travel and do shows and stuff, that's that's awesome, too. I guess I don't know. I guess people get famous randomly now from like social media. Yeah. And and it's really weird the way it works, because I told Savannah. But what is fame anymore? You know, that's exactly what I was diluted that it's like there's so many different lanes, so many different things. Yeah, it's really it's and it's niche and it's going to be become more and more so as time goes on. And like I said this example a few weeks ago, but uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, huge comedian, obviously. Oh, yeah. Someone that a lot of can always say almost every comedian looks up to hilarious guy. Hosted the VMAs like last year, the year before, uh, sold out Madison Square Garden, some crazy number, like 10 or 18 shows in a row. Yeah. His special came. He has three specials on Netflix or four. The latest one came out and it popped up in my twin sisters like, oh, things you might also enjoy. So she watched it, calls me and goes, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? So, and I'm like. How are you just now hearing about him? Yeah, yeah. Like he's been all over the place. <laughs> so it's like you're saying, it's like so like niche sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, you brought up earlier that you um did sketch. You produced sketches and stuff like that oh, in yeah, college. Yeah. And then in on the list. And that in you sent uh me, in San Diego I um ran a sketch show for five years. Did you really? And I also we won the San Diego forty eight hour sketch festival. Damn. Two years in a row and fuck yeah. Yeah. I get people with credits on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> um, what was the sketch contest though that you had put in the notes? Um, you just wrote. Oh, so we won. I was we say, won. You looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, it was your note, man. Oh yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and I just told you part. Uh, um, so we won the um contest, and they give you whatever the cash prize was. It was like a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, it was something small, but uh, we just used it and bought um bourbon. We just bought bottles of bourbon, Blanton's. Okay, and, uh, that's a good bourbon. And we drank it and uh, went to a, a steakhouse. And this is in San Diego. Yeah, like okay. decided we were gonna get kicked out. So we. Oh really? Like, so we'll set it up. So you guys are in San Diego. You win the forty-eight hour sketch fest. Yeah. They hand you a hundred bucks, and you're like, "Fuck it." Nude best friends. We're uh, just gonna get wasted. Yeah, we we just we were like we we're gonna spend all of the money on partying. Who's we're just, we? Uh, me and my friend Nick and Chris. Okay, so, so three it was of you. two of the guys that I ran the sketch show with. Okay. Uh, for a bunch of years, it was called New Best Thing. Okay. Uh, it was me and uh my buddy Sam, um, and then Nick and Chris. It was four, uh, first two of us, and then four total. Okay. Eventually, and then um, when so- that show ended, the sketch thing came about, and me and Nick and Chris, three of the four, made sketches for these contest but we won about two years in a row so yeah and we're all just like we're all friends so we're just like let's just instead of keeping 33 dollars each let's just like party really hard yeah so we got um we just went and got blanton's and uh we we went and we got like near blackout drunk and went to a old-fashioned uh steakhouse called the fox uh, the Red Fox. It okay. was an actual pub transported from uh, England Fucking over t- over Jesus to America. Christ. It was like old red leather and old wood. I hear about that shit in California. I've only heard about it in California. Oh, really? They, like, where they move like entire buildings, an entire room or yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that's insane. It's weird. It's for it was from like the 1800s or something. Of course. But anyway, it was in this room, and we we're like, let's go here. And just be obnoxious. And so... Obviously, I mean, Bland's is expensive. So did you already spend the $100? Yeah, we blew it, like, okay. immediately. Yeah, I was going to say. Because uh, you so, were... That's why I asked how many people Blanz there were. Bland's is $60 on I, its own. Yeah. And then, the, uh, you said that... I, I assumed you were by yourself, but you kept saying we, but I was like, how is $100 us. getting you Bland's and a steak dinner? No, no. We didn't include the the, the steak dinner. And the, okay. The, the, this so money went all to Blanz. alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we went and so it's a very old fashioned steakhouse. So they like the waitresses make your Caesar salad at like a cart off to the side. So we're, we're blackout drunk, um, like stealing the cart and the the Caesar, just be like really obnoxious. And, um, someone at a table, uh, next to us said, said the, a line from the song smash mouth. Okay. Uh, all star. They all star, and they said, "What's that song? Uh, it's like some uh, somebody one." But they were like speaking me. it out, real, yeah. real to themselves, minding their own business. <laughs> My friend overheard it, and he just went, "Somebody what?" And he started screaming scre- it, screaming it. And so we're all singing and being. I have a picture of myself from the night. I have caesar dressing like running down oh my god it's it was fun so how did you how did they, they remove you us out yeah, obviously like, yeah, but how? They had to kick us out. did they just ask you to leave and you left quietly they or? like physically like physically removed us <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah that was that was just like i don't know 
it's fun. San Diego is a very like fun party city. There's a lot. There's a lot to do every single night. Um, now, when you go like ahead. any like any big city. So yeah, I was gonna say it's a big artsy city. It's a lot of cool shit going on. Mm-hmm. Would you party like that? Are you ever worried about like getting in um, legal like, trouble? Legal trouble? Yeah, because. I was I've been say, in. You have a story on here right after that that says getting pulled over, and I was like, "Oh, that'll segue nicely." Yeah. Well, okay. So I do. I am like very fearful of getting in trouble. Like I never want to get in trouble. Yeah. But I've had multiple run-ins with, um, like getting pulled over and getting out of it, and I oh, attribute really? it to being, um, a little. <laughs> white <laughs> a little white yeah <laughs> and you wear glasses and, i mean uh, i hear you i look harmless man yeah I and gonna, i that's what and it I'm is very i'm very low-key and very like i'm also res- i'm very respectful yeah um because i, I, I say, say yes sir uh and like I, i'll say that like just in in day-to-day conversation yeah uh and it's like southern southerners wore off on me like i was like it's not being polite does is doesn't just, cost anything. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just like cl- it's classy, you know. Yeah, Be for polite. Sure. Uh, it's weird that you say that though, because we are. But it's mostly being white. I was, <laughs> but I was gonna say because I um, I was working this joke out for a long time, but it's true. Like my older sister has been pulled over twelve times and gotten zero tickets, and she's very pretty and you know, oh, wow. eyes and everything. I've been pulled over. Four, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I've been I would, pulled I over four times and gotten twelve tickets, <laughs> and two of them were. Um, I've like two of the times I was like arrested, like physically arrested. So that's why I was. Oh kinda, wow! I mean, I was wasted, but I, at the time I was just kind of like, like, oh okay, like. But it's weird because I talk to people all the time, and I'm like, no, if they run my tag, because I've been arrested eight times, I'm like, if they run my tag, they fucking light me up as quick as they can because they're like, this guy's fucking doing something wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. But what happened when you got pulled over? Okay, so this this was not a lucky time this was this guy, oh, okay. this guy wanted me arrested uh but i went to the i went i was in raleigh north carolina we had just moved there yeah from san diego and i was um depressed because i had left my comedy i had like a momentum in comedy in yeah. san diego and i was like i'll move and to, you chose happiness i chose happiness over comedy <laughs> and um so i was like uh <laughs> i was like all right well this is a I was like, this is career suicide, what I'm doing. Yeah. I was like, but I will just pursue it in Raleigh and then see what I could do, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but I am deep down. I was like, it's, I'm, it's, I'm done. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, well, I'll try it, you know? So I went, we moved to Raleigh, like the first week I'm like, let's go to, or my girlfriend, she's very like, she's always trying to get me to do, go do comedy. Oh, that's so cool. She's very, yeah, she's great half because she she always she's supportive and she uh she thinks i'm funny and then also she likes having the house to herself yeah um, i was gonna say that's the <laughs> i told you about there's sometimes 60% i leave percent of it <laughs> three hours before shows because yeah, i'm like yeah. i just feel like my girlfriend wants me out of this house <laughs> but i was she was like let's go to charlie goodnights yeah um, in raleigh they're like main comedy club and let's go check out an open mic and we'll um, see what's happening. Like she was trying to get you back like. on the scene. Yeah, she was like, "You just go check it out." I'm so, so used to having my nights alone at the house. <laughs> so we we both go and we go to the good nights and it's an open mic, so it's all local comics and they're great. They're like really funny. Comic. Did you go up? No, I just okay. went and watched and I drank two pints of IPA at the show mm-hmm. and um 
we're like, man, that was great. Uh, comics were really funny. And then, so we went next door and North Carolina has bottle shops. I don't know if you ever been to Yeah, like packaging stores? They're like, they're bars, but they also have like tons of bottles and canned beers. Yeah, yeah. So you could just like, you could order from a tap, but you could also just get bottles, you know, like individual bottles. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. So like, I didn't didn't have them in California. I've never seen them. Well, because I know in Florida we have packaging stores, which are basically bars, but they have a license to also sell you full unopened bottles of liquor. Okay. So those are like, you you can find liquor stores here in Florida that are open. And if you need any around here, I can tell you because I know all of them. Oh, okay. But you can find liquor stores that are open to like two in the morning. sounds like a similar setup. Yeah, we call them a packaging store. Okay. Well, they call them bottle shops there. And so they were like, there was a bottle shop right next to Charlie Goodnights. And we're like, let's go in there. And so we sit down. We're having a couple of beers one of the comics comes in this guy mike mellow uh, shouts out mike mellow he's really funny uh really really funny uh raleigh comic i think he's based in raleigh he's there but um <laughs> so, i never really even met so, the guy. Uh, um and so we it was a great time it was a great night and i was stoked and i was like new scene whatever mike who i talked to i was like oh i'm a comic i just moved from san diego he was like, oh, man, this is a great scene. People are supportive. Good, great club, blah, blah, blah. Come out. And I was stoked. And I was like, all You're right, back I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, this it sucks. Hold you back in. This sucks, uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna do it. And on the way home that night, I get uh, pulled over. Oh, God. So I was just driving, and I was just in a good mood. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up again. Like, I was all giddy. Yeah. And But I was also sort of buzzed. And I was like um, driving and my girlfriend's like, you're going kind of fast. And she goes, oh, man, what did you see that? And and I go, what? Dun, dun, dun. And she goes, you just passed a cop. And she goes, here he comes. And it was like the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, fuck. And all I'm thinking is like, I just moved to this new city. I'm just yeah. starting out. I'm looking for a job and oh, I'm going to get a DUI. I was like my and it was like. It was like depression on like it was like I I would just played out like it happening and then oh yeah you know everything after that I'd never gotten a DUI before but yeah, I, I've heard have so many friends have gotten them and so two. he pulls me over and I was terrified but I remained really calm okay. externally yeah I was freaking out in- internally but I was really like dead calm and he came up and he said have you been drinking tonight and of course, you say no. Yeah. You always got to say no, even if you're like holding a bottle of vodka to your lips. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Not uh, yet. No, you figure it out. <laughs> you know? No, sir. And without even saying anything, he pulls out a breathalyzer, which I don't know if that's standard protocol or whatever. It's not. But I've it gotten two like, DUIs. It's not standard protocol. It felt like aggressive Southern cop. Like, I'm trying to. I had California license plate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, this guy hates me. Why the fuck are you in my town? Why wouldn't he? You know? Yeah. And, uh. So I was like, he hates me and he wants me arrested. And I'm I'm like, fuck. And he's he's blown to this. And I'm like, well, this is here. Here it is. Here's my DUI. I'm getting a DUI. I can't believe I moved to North Carolina. Why did I move to North Carolina? It's just like to get a DUI. moving towards my lips. And I'm just like, <laughs> if I didn't move here, I wouldn't have gotten a DUI. And I was, you know, like all the things going through your head. And I blow. And it's uh, 0.05. Oh, fuck. So the legal limit in North Carolina is 0.07. Oh, wow. It's 0.08 so, here. So I was 
two one what one hundredths of, yeah. of a alcohol. No, two two uh, tenths. No, well, two one hundredths. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tenths would be one decimal point. So, uh, yeah. All right. Two one hundredths of alcohol fun off being arrested, and and so. I so, was, what did he say? Did he say like he made me blow in it again? Oh wow! Which also not. I don't think that's standard. Per- that's I think I could have refused it. You could have, but, but I did it anyway because I, I'm just like a compliant idiot. Yeah. And, uh, and I blew again, 0.05. And I don't know how that happened because I felt like I was drunk and I was ter- again, terrified and all. And I was just like, but as soon as it said 0.05, I was like, immediately i'm like oh i'm not getting arrested like i'm fine oh you were just okay yeah i immediately you like i was smart enough to know that yeah and so i was immediately like in a good mood and laugh and like almost laughing and um <laughs> just he, laughing at him like i feel so drunk it's yeah like yeah broken and he yelled at he goes uh i think he got radioed for something more serious because he like he seemed like he had to go but he yelled at me for being a liar because i said i didn't yeah, wasn't drinking, and he yelled at me for being a liar, and I was just laughing because I was like, "Only in the South, we." I was get like, scolded. "Yeah, sure, I'm." That sucks that I'm a liar. I was all oh, this thing is like, I don't have to pay ten thousand dollars yeah. for DUI. Oh my god, yeah, be like, I'm a comic, I lie for a living. Yeah, yeah. Damn, so you got out of that one too? Jesus Christ, man, you're like my, uh, you're like my, uh, what do they call that in literature? You're my foil. Foil. You're my exact opposite. Oh. So you've gotten in trouble a lot? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, are you like an aggressive drunk? Um, so I uh, used to be. I talked about this with Craig Coleman because I'm super respectful now when yeah. it comes to uh I hate authority, but after all the problems that being aggressive towards authority Why has do you hate caused authority? Me, Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to On the Couch with Dan Vendor. <laughs> um, but because of all the problems that it's caused me, I've learned to. So it, I mean, it worked. Like mm-hmm. getting you know smacked in in the nose with the rolled up magazine worked. You know, eventually I learned like, oh, you can't fucking do that, or it's gonna really suck. Yeah. So I'm more. I'm a lot more respectful now. But um, I used to just. I used to be super aggressive because I was pre-law. Yeah. So when you're in college and you're pre-law and you take a couple law classes, you think you know everything about everything. Yeah. So I would get wasted and I this, you know, my alcoholism started like shortly after I stopped playing football. So I'd get way too drunk and I'd get into fights and then cops would show up and I'd tell the cops what they were and weren't allowed to do and I know my right and I used to be the fucking worst. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So it leads you to get, you know, I, I t- Those are fun videos to watch like the kids telling cops yeah. uh the Law and then them getting arrested. Yeah, like, well, you get in the state of Florida, you can get arrested anyway because they have something called resisting arrest without violence. So, and I've been arrested for that. I love when they make laws where it's like blanketed. It, that's exactly, and, and they're just if like, you actually research the law because I did after this whole ordeal. It's literally a blanket statement. Yeah, just just I can arrest you if I feel officer. like. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, a lot of times, a lot of those cases get thrown out in court because you can't get arrested. You can't resist arrest unless you're getting arrested. So if there's no other charges attached to it. They just arrested you to be a dick. Then it gets thrown out. Whatever. You still have to take off work to go to court. You're yeah. still get a, you still get arrested. You still have to bail out. Yeah, that like whole experience. To, yeah, you still have to pay $250 for a court cost. So it's shitty. Yeah, I've been uh, arrested eight times. Holy shit. Yeah. I wouldn't have come over. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want it. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's wild, man. I'm like real laid back, so I um, I'm hyper aggressive. I don't trouble doesn't uh, find me much, and yeah. so you know. Well, I've I've gotten a lot calmer in my older age, and especially being sober now, I've gotten a lot. I don't know if calmer. How long is the have right you been word? sober? Uh, it'll be three years in May. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Congratulations. So, thank you. But um. I've gotten a lot, I, and I don't want to say calmer because on the inside I'm still like screaming at people. Mm-hmm. But I, my demeanor has changed. I'll say that my demeanor has changed quite a bit. Yeah, um, I'm not nearly as aggressive with people. I don't like snap. Like it takes it takes a little bit to get me going. But then like at work, like if three or four things go wrong in a row, then I'm just like I'll go back into like the little server station and be like are you fucking kidding like what the <laughs> fuck are you fucking out of your fucking mind yeah. so like i still snap and stuff but i'm not nearly as aggressive as i used to be yeah well that's good and i think it also comes with age yeah uh, as you get older you calm you down, calm a, down a little bit yeah and, and that's just one of those things too where like that that's not really a persona i mean it is on stage because i'm not like that all the time yeah like if you just saw me at the gym or like at a restaurant you'd be like wow that guy's really subdued but when i get on stage i'm very loud and boisterous yeah yeah But that i think that's almost a personification of how i used to be like the the version of me on stage especially Mm -hmm. when i was drinking and stuff in college and high school and all that that's like how i was back then so i can still turn it on like to get on stage and do you know do comedy but I'm not like that all the time anymore. I envy people who have like a character or a persona. Yeah. I sort of have like a I'm I'm comfortable in like my own voice or like how I yeah. I write a particular way or whatever. But I I have the same thing, but it's just mine's a lot louder than yours. Like it's not Yeah, so but that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Some people have like a much more like outwardly defined um thing or like a definable um uh characteristic or character yeah. to their stand-up persona yeah. you know and that but that's beneficial it's like it is um it is beneficial it's like if you could find a niche thing where you appeal to like a niche thing or you hit you know that's a beneficial well and that's the thing because when you say character like i i didn't want the audience I, to get like i, I well, not, not a character but yeah, I mean, yeah. they're like the, when i say character i don't mean like you're faking it yeah i yeah. mean like you I was gonna say because all the stories i tell are real i just say oh yeah yeah of yeah. course no i don't i don't mean like you're like uh, you're attacking me on my own show <laughs> no i mean anybody like your persona yeah that's exactly. what i mean yeah, I, should, yeah. I guess persona would be a better yeah my persona on stage is very is very much but and that's the thing too is it's literally now that I'm we're talking about it I'm thinking about it it is like how I used to be all the time mm-hmm. now I just do it on stage and I'm yeah. still I can still be loud and boisterous and have a good time but especially when I'm not drinking I'm just kind of like like we had that show in Savannah at the wormhole mm-hmm. and then after we went to karaoke and I was having a good time but Marcus kept being like are you all right man are you all right <laughs> and it's like well yeah I'm just like he's very. He's very on, you know, when he was out, he was on, he was popping, you know, and that's yeah. why he was the headliner and I was the feature because I was just kind of tapping my foot, listening to the music at the karaoke like, no, I'm having a, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm just, I'm just not like that all the time. And I'm old as shit. I think I'm older than you. I'm older than almost everyone in the scene. No, I don't. I'm I think I'm older than 42. you. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, I'm kidding. I'm 30. I'm You're like 32, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm 30. <laughs> I'll be 37 in a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, happy early birthday. Thanks. What is... um? So I'm really old. Speaking of really old. Although Marcus is like around my age. I think he's like yeah, a year younger. Yeah, two years younger than you. Yeah. 
Well, he'll be 36 this year. We're just blowing okay. everybody's spot up on the podcast. Yeah. Tell me, speaking of old, tell me about this survivor party. Oh, so what that, is that? Uh, so that was in high school. I was just I was going back and thinking of drunk. Okay. Stories throughout. My well, and that's life. the thing is I didn't I I wasn't sure if you wanted drunk stories or if you were because I'm like I I also like look back and I'm like it's all it's all like fu- it's funny to me but it's dumb because I'm like older now so like yeah these stories that i used to love and be like tell and like regale and like college and stuff yeah oh listen to this so, you know um but now i'm like bam we're so we're like we're such we're, idiots yeah we're so yeah. so stupid oh i've got a lot i got quite a few of those too <laughs> but uh the survivor party was in high school i went to I, I went i grew up in new york and yeah um how far away were you from the city in long island so babylon is like a I don't know how many miles. It's like 30 miles outside of Manhattan. Okay. It's on the South Shore. So you just took the train in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, if you could get an express train, it was 40 minutes. And okay. then a local train was like an hour. Okay. 50, so you're not that 56 far. minutes or whatever. Or an hour and two minutes, something like that. Uh, <laughs> but it was not, yeah, not far at all. And uh, we never drove. We just take this, because there's a tr- uh, train station right in Babylon. Okay. Right, right uh, in our town. Um. So you're in high school in Babylon. Yeah, so I was in high school. There was always parties every week, house parties every weekend. And so that was always really fun. It was a great place to grow up. Um, but one weekend, someone was having a survivor party. And this was around like you know, 2000. Is it for the show? No, so it was. So this is what it was. Uh, it was a house party. And then um, every half hour, a list got passed around and everyone voted who they like the least in the party and whoever had the most votes had to leave wow you guys are fucking dickheads <laughs> mean right yeah it's, it's so mean it's it's pretty mean and um but funny yeah, it's no it's funny. hilarious yeah mean funny is was very popular it's that's, very that's new a york. big that's like my sense of humor is like that's mean. very I'm new york very mean, mean funny yeah like the meaner you are, the you know the more you like someone. Yeah, typically, and most people, I find that's that's New Yorkers will do that outwardly about everything, and that's what makes me laugh. People do that with their friends. Yeah, everywhere, every everywhere in the country. If you're with your close friends, you'll say heinous shit to them. Yeah, and accept it and know where it's coming from, but for some reason that gets removed when it's like people you don't know no you're right yeah and but it is a form of comedy and some comedians do it and i actually like i'm i i'm like a safe version of that style of comedy i'm not like as vicious as i as what makes me truly laugh yeah and it, i don't i used to be like i would i have material that's like and i've broken out here because here's a Jacksonville is a little more free oh yeah um <clears throat> like people will tolerate or hear out you know like some wilder ideas yeah. and stuff then um you know so that's fun i i like that about here you know but uh what was i saying the voting survivor- everybody out oh so survivor part yeah so how do you make alliances in 30 minutes how do you how, how no do you there's guys- no alliances people are just getting fucked up and okay. drinking and it was a huge house party so um it was just like you know this there was it's high school so there was like people who were clearly like 
uh, you know, someone was going to be like the least liked or whatever. Oh yeah, fucking nerds and shit. Yeah, yeah. And but it, the kid who got voted out first ended up getting into a fight and choking someone else, and he sent him to a hospital. Are you serious? Yeah, it was, yeah. Just because he got voted out, it was a mess. Yeah, like the tribe has spoken. Everyone's dude. fine now. Everyone's good. Um, but it was a, it was an interesting party. But that went all night, and then um, uh. We're up to like six in the morning, and I realized I had to. I was a, I was a lifeguard and a swim coach. Oh, geez. And uh, I had to go to a swim meet, um, like blackout drunk, and to coach a championship swim meet. For Are you serious? Kids. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that I had to do it. I and we went out and partied all night. <laughs> so what happened? Did you just call in sick or? No, I had to go. <laughs> I had to go. It was like six thirty in the morning. We were getting back to the house and. Everyone's passing out, and I realized I had to go, and I drove there like very like fucked up, like completely fucked up. Yeah, because you're still. I mean, you were probably drinking right up until you guys left the party. Yeah, right? yeah, it was it was horrible, and uh, and so I went, and the worst part was, so I was co- I was the assistant coach. The coach uh, was another lifeguard. Yeah, um, of mine, this girl and. Um, all these little kids, you know, they're like getting ready to swim. How old are these kids? Like six? They ranged from like, yeah, it was like, I don't know what to say six, probably like eight to like 13 or whatever. Oh, okay. It was like a range. But they're cognizant. They like. like... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was the champ. It was the championship meet. Yeah. That's why I couldn't miss it. I like, I just could, I was supposed to go. (laughs) And, uh. But the worst part was I show up and they said... You're just like me in that way. Um, Just with that, like obligations. Oh, yeah. Like I would show up drunk to so many things and people are like, just fucking don't come. It's like, oh, I said I was going to be here, so I'm here. (laughs) I helped my friend move once and he was like, anytime you need to move, I will help you. And then I had to move and he showed up and he was on acid. Oh, really? And I was like, just get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But I'm I'm very much like as much. But yeah, you got to. Yeah, you you got to show up. You got to. Fulfill obligation. I had a nickel for every time I showed up, like to a family function. And I was like, I'll just have a couple of drinks before, and I ended up getting like blacked out. They're like, Why didn't you just stay home? I'm like, We're partying, man. So you show up. What so happens? I showed up. The worst part was I, I was like, I'll just get myself there and like just like suffer through it, and you know they'll swim and I'll stand there and be miserable and it will be over, and I'll get a bagel and I'll go home, and uh. I show up and the girl head coach, swim coach goes, listen, there's a a 16 and up division for guys and girls, and I'm going to swim in the girls one and we don't have anyone for guys. So can you swim? So we get the points. She goes, it doesn't matter what place you come in because there's only like three people. And it was like a college swimmer. Are you serious? It was, it was like a, you know, like a That's real swimmer. Worst and nightmare. Like, dude, Worst nightmare because it's like six thirty in the morning. It's freezing cold water, and you think and I'm, I'm just show drunk. up, yeah. And I and, <laughs> and I didn't th- drunk. I barely could get there, and then they tell me I have to swim. So I fucking did that too, and you know, did that sober you up hitting that ice cold water? Oh my god, I hit it and I flailed my arms like like I was dying, and it, you know, like as fast as humanly possible, and just throwing up in the yeah, water, just like just just violent, like uh, just beating the water. And you didn't I remember throw up, though. I didn't throw up. I I did it, and I remember like crawling. I like cr- like pulled myself out of the water and like 
almost like dragged myself on the concrete <laughs> and I went over to the I got a towel and like went over to a wall and like just like laid down like fetal position, you know, and just yeah. like for like ten minutes and um but we won the swim meet. There you we won go, the championship. Boom. Bam. Good. So I was happy. It's did like the, uh, kids. did your uh that girl, the head coach, come over and be like, Yeah, you should be like I I know you're tired. That was a really good race and you're just like you fucking no. <laughs> It was like I just remember little kids saying "Coach Dan, Coach Dan," and they're like their little squeaky voices, yeah, and you're just like, mouths. "Yeah, you're just like, oh god, it's awful." Uh, god, that's funny. <laughs> Speaking of races, you did a keg race. Okay, was so that yeah, in that college? Was, or that was, was in that college. In yeah, okay. so I was in a. I was in college. I was in a fraternity, and they would do like you know all kinds of. Yeah, so um, um, Scott came on the podcast. Scott Salen. I don't know if you've met him, but I, he, I don't uh, think I have. When did you you move to Jacksonville during the pandemic? No, in November. Okay, um, so right before uh, November twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. So you've been here for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. Were you when just did, over a year? Did yeah. you just start coming out to doing the comedy stuff? I started in. Um, I know we're like all over the place, but I I just. Because I mentioned Scott, who's a comic and has been on a bunch of shows, and then I was like, "Oh, you've never met Scott," so I was just like, "Oh, maybe I have." I'm I'm more so I'm better visually, so yeah. If I saw him, I could tell you if I met him or not. But, okay. Um, <clears throat> he talked about a case race. Oh yeah, and case I thought race. it was like a case of beer, and he was like, "No, it was like a hundred beers." So what what's a keg race? Is that the same kind of? So um, case race was the, those are fun. I don't know what the hundred one was, but. There was a. I just threw a hundred out do, there. It was a lot of beers. So. People would do eight man keg team. Yeah, where it was eight people and you drink a full keg of beer. Okay. Um, and people would do it over like the course of a day, but it would it ended relationships and friendships and so really? it was like real bad. But the keg race was one. I've only done this. We've only did it once, and it was um, it was freshmen and juniors versus sophomores and seniors yeah and it was a fraternity and a sorority and it was eight kegs on each side eight eight and uh it was the like the most intense drinking i'd ever been a part of like it's it's just constant chugging and people screaming at each other to chug um and it was like real like chaotic is is throw up allowed are you allowed to well that's so that's where the fun is uh they set up a thing called uh, the Pucometer, which was a cardboard um, kind of uh, long track, and it said Pucometer and had a line, and you were supposed to, <clears throat> if you were going to throw up, you were supposed to run, go to the line, and see how far you could puke, like projectile yeah. vomit okay. out. And people were doing it, and they it had like a little measurement, you know, like like feet. And then people would do it, throw up. Some people were getting like so drunk they would just go up to the side of it and throw up like onto the just onto the side. But it was just this like is this outdoors? Outdoors, yeah. Okay. It was in the backyard. Um, this is lo- like just huge puddle of puke on this cardboard, and they paid someone uh, forty three dollars. Uh, to run and slide through it, like, oh, a, like a slip and slide and uh he got down to his boxers and he ran and he slid and it made like the waves of like puke oh out to God. the side and he popped up like, covered in puke and I'm he fucking throw up snatched somebody and ran away uh college in the south you know hell yeah yeah 
So I, who, what what happened? Who won the race? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. How does that work? Is you just are just everyone's just filling up cups and chugging, filling up cups and chugging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This sounds miserable. It, it was. That's because I. Hate it was beer, intense, but... but I mean, it was fun. That wasn't. That was just like a, a one. It was like a a thing like an yeah event, one you know, off kind like of a one off yeah. kind of thing that's not how, it was usually like ice luges and like yeah the, that's know, the fun, fun times yeah regular college partying what is um was this in college too the drinking by color what is that no that was i was in san diego that was just like okay. one, a fun memory of mine so fast with, forward to san diego yeah friends we you go out a lot in san diego but um my friend mike who's like a big uh samoan guy yeah he's like uh, the size of you, me, and the table, and the TV, <laughs> and the wall. Is he in shape, or is he just like a big? Fat, he's a fatty. big dude. He's like he's uh he's both in shape and not in shape. Yeah, he's like a boulder of a yeah. man. Yeah, okay, thick. I got you. Yeah, yeah. You know when people are described as thick, thicker than a Snickers. He's like a Samoan, so he could probably he could like lift a car. Yeah, you know he's like real deal. Uh, I used to run a I used to have a podcast with him in san diego but me and him and a bunch of other friends uh went out and mike could drink a lot yeah because uh, he's, he's big yeah. and um so we would go out drinking with him and it was fun to try to keep up with him <laughs> because it was just like you know let's let's keep up with mike and uh he one night he goes um i want to drink by color and uh and so he just we're at the bar and he goes give me a blue so the lady would make like a pint glass of a blue cocktail okay. and he would just drink it. And his hand is like as big as the pint glass. So it's yeah. just like, uh, it just, and he had just like two sips and it's like things gone. So we're get we were getting whatever he got, but it was me, him, a couple of our friends who were all like big drinkers, partiers. Yeah. And we could kind of, we could keep up with Mike and we're of course drunk, but our friend Jimmy, um, another comic, uh, tagged along with us this uh, time uh, uh, and he was like i want to keep up too jimmy was like four foot 11 and like 90 pounds oh my it's god tiny tiny little Human little guy being. um and uh so we're drinking colors we get a blue we get a green we get a pink we get a all kinds of shit and we're going bar to bar to bar and uh we're finally at this rooftop bar and um everyone's hammered and uh but jimmy is like jimmy's like blackout like ready to like die. almost take him to the hospital kind of hammer yeah yeah you know when people are like they're yeah. like barely conscious yeah. sitting up you know like i've been rushed to the er three times for alcohol poisoning i'm very familiar oh with that. i have once uh, oh really yeah look at yeah. us brothers in yeah, arms yeah. <laughs> it's awful i was so mad yes. i was like i didn't need to go oh really <laughs> yeah but uh so jimmy's dying so Jimmy's dying and um he he throws up on himself and we're like, oh man, we gotta like get out of here. Yeah, you're gonna get kicked so, out again. Um, me and my girlfriend, um, we go downstairs. Same girlfriend? Same girlfriend. Yeah, and uh we're like, let's get burritos. Um well, Jimmy's dying. We're gonna get Jimmy's burritos. Jimmy's dying. Uh we gotta like go downstairs. But like, let's go downstairs and get burritos. So we're we go downstairs, we're waiting and we're waiting, and we're like, where the hell is everybody? Um and uh i don't know i guess it was just like a big mess trying to get him out of there and like they were having trouble so mike just picked him up and carried him that's what i was gonna over his shoulder um like by his ankles oh my god so jimmy was like hanging over mike 
Um, and he's just puking down his back. Oh, that's over. disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Um, we got a lot of puke in this one. A lot of puke stories, yeah. That's what happens. You want to hang with Mike? Yeah. You're going to throw up on yourself. Bound to. What happened in Mexico? Um, uh, Mexico was... Uh, we... So what brought you to Mexico? I worked for a company and um, one of our managers at the company was like uh, a Mexican guy okay. He's from Mexico. And he was San Diego is like 15 so, miles okay, from so Mexico you're in San Diego so, right now. Yeah. Okay. In San Diego. And he was like, hey, I'm having this huge party this weekend. Like come back home. Um, in Mexico, in Mexico, in Escan, uh, in I you were Encinitas. Say, I thought you Encinitas. almost said in Espanol. Oh, no, in Espanol. Uh, Espanitas. And he goes, and he gave us flyers. It was like, la- like, like almost like you'd get for a club, a nightclub. Yeah. And he was like, "Come hang out. You know, I'm having this huge party. You come hang out in uh, uh, Ensenada, which is a beach town, a really, really fun beach town in Mexico. Okay. So my friends and I were like. Man, like who all worked at this place? Yeah. We're like, man, that sounds like fun. Let's go to Ensenada <clears throat> because people go down to Mexico all the time in San Diego. It's like yeah. a very common thing. But um, so we're how like, far is it from Tijuana? Tijuana. Oh, fifteen minutes. Oh wow, it's right there. Well, depending on you, you could be fifteen to forty-five minutes depending on yeah, where, you, where are. you are in San Diego. But from where I lived, it was fifteen. Um, so you go to Ensenadas. So we go down there to that. We have an address, but not like we don't know where we're going yeah. or anything. We're just like, is, so a club? We, is it a house? Is it a bar? Yeah. So we get down there. Um, we go and take like uh, ta- we go to Tijuana and then take a taxi down to Ensenada. And then we hang out in there for a minute, like in the beach town area. Yeah. And then we get a cab and we're like, take us to this house. And we're thinking we're going to go you know, a half mile this way, whatever. So we, we give him the address that he's driving for like 20 minutes oh God. inland. Now, scary. Now, not, you don't want to be going inland because yeah. nobody, no Americans go in. You stay at the coast. Yeah, you know? it's like Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. <laughs> Just stay don't, on the edges. You know. So we're going inland and we're getting nervous and we're like, do you know... We want to be like, do you know where you're going? Are we going to the right place? Do you Did speak we Spanish? give you the wrong address? We don't know what's happening. You don't speak Spanish? No. Okay. I mean, I do a tiny bit, but yeah, I mean, yeah, not, but not enough, enough to, not enough to handle myself in the to back. Be like, of oh my can. god! Yeah. So I was just like, we're we're kind of nervous, but we pull up to a house that looked like a model home that had been like abandoned, abandoned pretty much. But there's a few Mexicans outside, but it's like a family. And some kids and like a few guys and whatever. And there's a generator and there's music playing generator. And there's a speaker hooked up to the generator. It's like a gas one. So it's loud. And he goes, all right, like you're here, you know, like this is it. And we're like, look at each other. And we're like, oh my God. Cause we're like almost a half hour inland and um you're at an abandoned and our friend home. our friend our coworker, comes out and he's like oh hey you made it like come on in come on you know come on so to does the party. he live in mexico and drive over every day for mm-hmm. work yeah which is also very common oh, okay um people who do that you have like a faster pass you go like yeah it's faster sure than it's... just doing like a cute you know regular go there and back but um so we're like all right fuck it we're here 
you know, and it's like a straight up family party, like oh. like a graduation party, like uh, yeah, you know, like a graduation party in a backyard. You'd have baked ziti and yeah, and then like barbecue, mom, dad, like grandma, dog. grandpa, yeah, the sitting aunts, around, uncles, yeah. So it was that, and we're like, we're expecting like a Mexico rager. Yeah. beach rager party from how he made it sound, yeah, and we were like. Fuck. And you show up and they're like, that's the, my abuelo. And the guy's like, I can't believe you guys took a camp here. You guys are so crazy, you know? And we're like, we're stuck here. Yeah. Like, we're we're stuck right here. Because not only is it like the cab's gone, but there's no, like, cabs just hanging out there. We're in the middle of nowhere. And um, <laughs> and then, thankfully, one of our we're other... stuck here. <laughs> one of our other friends, for, our coworker, also there, had his car. He's wasted okay so he's drinking tequila straight out of a cup so we're like all right well let's well, just get drunk so we we start partying with these mexicans and their um his family and it's like i don't know what it is about um i think like europeans could do this a lot of cultures seem to be able to do this but like even older people even grandparents could like out drink like yeah. uh, like you and I I'm eastern european we have the same thing in my Okay family. so it's yeah. like blood related I'm yeah. italian and we're like you know a few sips of wine and we fall asleep Yeah and uh no we do shots like still to this day my dad's in his 60s my grandma's in her 80s and we'll still do shots like I don't yeah. obviously anymore but they'll still do shots to like celebrate stuff Yeah and, they, like, it's just, like genetic it has yeah. to be genetic but so they're just killing it like partying like and just going and we drink with them till it's like 5 a.m. Jeez. And they're still going with the whole family. Grandparents still going like Abuela. Four, four or five a.m. Drinking tequila out of a cup. We we were arm wrestling these like gangster looking Mexican guys. Teardrop tattoos. Oh, yeah. But they were fun. They're like, you know, friendly to us, of course, because well, you're part of the family now. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, well, and, I mean, it was it was nuts. So it's like 5 a.m. and we're like, listen, we're we're like we're dead. We're exhausted. We don't. What are we going to do? And the mom is like, oh, I have a house for you. Come come with me. So she piles us in a car, drives us like 10, 15 minutes, something like like, a discernible amount of time in the car, pulls up to another house that looks even more abandoned. Oh, God. And she goes up and opens it. And it's and it's a house. But it's empty except for one bed upstairs, and there's no other furniture. Is there any electrical? No, and there was there's nothing because as I said, there's a generator. Yeah, running, that's what that's no why electric, I was asking. Yeah, nothing. So she's just like, you sleep here, and it's five. Uh, it was four or five of us. Five, four, yeah. I think four or five of us total, and we're all coworkers, and we're just like, oh no, we're like, oh my god, we're. And she's like, all right, like, adios. And she leaves and drives away. So we're in this house. We don't know where we are. We don't know where we were brought. We don't know where we came from. And we don't know where we are, like, overall. How did you get out of there? We, so we were like, this was so stupid. This is this whole back, story is so stupid. Yeah, this thinking back, this was the worst. I can't believe we did this. But we said, we can't sleep here. We we gotta get back to America somehow. Please don't tell me you walked. So we went and took a kitchen knife, uh, like a chef knife. Yeah, and just set out on foot. And, Are you fucking serious? And it was, and we're wasted, like tequila wasted after hours, like and walking through 
inland Mexico, there's like horror movie houses, like dog barking hard. Like it was, it was one of the scariest. Oh my god! Things I've ever been a part of, and we're just walking, and we're like, how do we know where we're going, and how do we know? We're like, do we go back? We kept like debating, like, what do we do? Yeah, you know. And we're walking, and we're walking, and um, I think it was like a half hour or something. And all of a sudden, we see a car that's parked, and we're getting closer and closer, and we realize it's our friend's car, our co, our oh, okay, because it was at the house, yeah, who had not left with us. Uh, oh, really? And we get there, and we realize it's his car. We found the house that we we're at originally. Yeah. And we were like, we were like, oh my god, thank god. We're like, we got to get out of here. We're like, we have a car, and our buddy's there whose car it is and we're like we found the house and he turns and he's just he's blackout drunk times like five yeah he's like f- eyes falling out of his head blackout drunk so we were all like just immediately wanted to leave and drive back to america and he's like i can't drive i'm i'm blackout drunk and we're like we'll we'll drive your car yeah and he said absolutely not because if you get pulled over we're like it'll get taken whatever yeah like we, but he was like, you know. But everyone's drunk. But so. we're yeah. So we had to wait out him being blackout drunk. Like, was for, the mom confused that you were back at the house? There were a few people still up, but I think she was asleep at that okay. point. But it was my friend and a couple of other people. It was still going. It was like, yeah, it was getting light out and everything. And we had to wait him out being drunk, and then eventually drove back to America. Oh my god! So on a, on a scale. North Carolina, the officer handing you the breathalyzer or wandering through inland Mexico, which was the most terrifying? Um, That is different types of scary. Yeah. Because North the DUI is like, like, you're like, this is going to be shitty. Yeah. But it's going to be not, like really shitty. It's not the end of the world. I would have rather like. If it's like, would you rather get a DUI or get murdered in Mexico? <laughs> well, That's what it, it felt like. like that, but it yeah. was like, no, I don't know. They're both fucking scary. It's scary. It's funny in life, like when you have like um, scary experiences like that. Yeah. But I don't know. The Mexico one, I and looking back, like I really don't know how we found that house that we were originally at. We were just walking. And yeah. We. Um, was it like a situation where there's only like one road? No, it was just dirt roads. It wasn't even actual roads. There okay. was no signs. So you just followed the dirt? We were just walking on a dirt road yeah. and just, um, <laughs> like, looking back. I cannot back, believe you left the house. Yeah, looking back, like, I, like me now, I would never would have leave. Yeah. I would be like, this sucks. I don't like. You probably I, never would I don't want to stay at this house, with. but someone knows I'm here. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll, I'll get, someone will come get us in the morning or whatever. But we're just like, we're like, fuck this. We're not staying here. We're out of here. (laughs) That's insane. Well, this was fun, man. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, man. Uh, Plug everything. I don't think. Did you plug everything up front? Plug everything? No, I don't know. Just at Dan Venti on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'll put it in the show notes, too. I always put it in the show notes. Sweet. Good for being sober, though, man. I applaud it. I appreciate it. I could stop drinking and not care. Honestly, I I honestly I can just stop drink whenever I want. I just drink for the social value. Yeah. I really don't even get much pleasure out of it. I used to drink just so I could get rid of that nervous feeling that's always in the pit of my stomach. Oh yeah, and now I just deal with it. Oh yeah, all the time. I like I 
I like being nervous. I'm awkward though. So. I have a new bit I'm gonna do tonight about being nervous. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you'll see it. Um, thank you all so much for joining us again. Brennan T Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com to check out upcoming dates. Um, all right, that was awesome. See, talk to y'all next week.